Sometimes even I get constipation. You think you got constipation? It's like I've got a turkey-flavored bowling ball up me that won't come out. Oh. X-Lax gives you gentle relief, regular for a little help and maximum strength, too. Oh, I can feel it working. Oh. X-Lax, for regular people who sometimes aren't. Thank goodness it's fun with Brittany Summers on The Brit Summers Show. mess with me. No. DC's got its hustlers. The White House got its bum. Speaker of the House is Nancy Pelosi. She's suited as they come. If you violate the Constitution, she's not a grandma you want to cross. Go Donald Trump, call a nervous Nancy. You better just call the boss just to call. Say you don't quit pro quo on her watch You don't withhold Ukraine finances You don't hand forward policy to Giuliani You don't mess around with Nancy They say you don't quit pro quo on her watch You don't withhold Ukraine finances You don't hand forward policy to Giuliani You don't mess around with Nancy The Brit Summer Show, 95.3 FM, and it's official now, 96.9 and 103.9, 1470 WWNN. I'm all over the place and in your face. Yes, it's Brit Summers broadcasting live from a country where uh, most people don't seem to mind to have corporate surveillance equipment in their home. Uh, Meaning, Alexa, I've got an Alexa. And they just don't seem to understand that it's a live microphone <laughs> recording everything they say and do. Uh, that's audio, of course. But then again, you have the new flat screen smart TVs. They're smart, not dumb. I was lucky enough to get the one of the last dumb flat screens. And what that means is uh, there's no camera inside. So that would explain why they call them smart TVs. Because uh, you don't watch them. They watch you. Now, it's my understanding. Luckily, I haven't. uh, I don't need a new one. But if I do, I don't want a camera looking back at me when I watch TV. Uh, If you go into your new smart TV and you go into settings, you'll see there is an on and off for the camera. Now, You can turn that camera off that watches you. You can turn it off, but is it really off? I don't know. No, I do not trust it. And if I had to get a new smart TV, I'd have to look for TV techs or somebody. Maybe maybe the place I would buy it would have such a service where where they uh, disconnect. I would want it ripped out manually torn off the wires clipped from it i do not want a camera watching me if i'm going to webcam that's different that's set up to do just that i will webcam and and i know the camera's on and that's fine and that's another reason i don't like laptops Uh, i like desktops and a a separate camera now if you notice on windows 10 it it kicks in your uh, camera right away uh, <laughs> well, I don't have one connected to my equipment. 
Uh, and if I did, it would be intentional so that I could uh, cam, because I want to cam. Not to film me taking my clothes off and what have you. Uh, and speaking of that, think about it. Anybody who has a smart TV, what would happen if you sat in front of the smart TV, in front of the camera, with no clothes on, and then spread your legs right in front of the TV? It might do something like this. So yeah, flat screens are... uh, pretty affordable surprisingly affordable for a big flat screen but you got to take the the uh, sweet with the bitter because uh (laughs) it'll be watching you i i just don't like the idea of being surveilled inside my own house now if you're going to have security devices outside the home that's fine that's what they're for but inside watching everything you do no thank you Never going to find Alexa in my, or, or any the other ones too, the Google one. Uh, no, no thanks. Never. I got my show here. If I want to be heard, if I want something to say, I have this little show here to do that on. I don't need corporate listening in to all of my personal and private conversations. I don't know. The choice is yours. If, if, if you want, if you're comfortable with that, post 9-11, over-the-top security theater uh, <laughs> which is what it is. I feel so safe now that everybody watches me and hears everything I say in my most intimate moments. I'm certain corporate smiles upon you. And when, and when I say corporate, I mean everybody. I mean all of them. They're all in on this. They monitor what you buy. They monitor what you search for. They monitor your likes, your dislikes, and all that. Uh, they used to do that with Nielsen Diaries, <laughs> but now it's without your consent. The, the Fourth Amendment no longer exists, along with a lot of other ones that they're tearing up. Privacy is out the window, and that all began uh, post 9-11. And the doorbell camera? Well, that's kind of cool. I, I wouldn't mind having that. You know who would really appreciate that? Would be Gladys Kravitz. There's one to think about. Because when you when you put that app in your phone, it's just not you that monitors your door uh, camera. <laughs> Why did I get started on that? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> it's on my mind. And this is uh, Stream of Consciousness Radio, what you are listening to. I got, since the last show, and by the way, I, I have to make a correction. <laughs> because sometimes when I start blathering on and saying things... I, I just, my mind uh, doesn't always catch gear properly. And I kept saying, because I was referring to his farting on camera, uh, Eric Swalwell. I kept saying Chris Swalwell, and I don't know why. So I apologize for that mistake. <laughs> it is Eric Swalwell, who might want to change his name to Fartwell. And I'm bringing that up because I got requests for some more fart songs, in which... Back in the 90s, when I was making money, uh, I was kind of specialized in fart songs. I was nationally syndicated and provided fart material from sea to shining sea and all the ships at sea. Yes, if you heard Fart Yuma, that was me 20 years ago. I'm proud to say, and <laughs> I have the paycheck stubs to prove it. 
But that won't be until later on in the show. That'll start at the bottom of the hour on uh, the second portion of the Brit Summer Show. I hope everybody had a nice Thanksgiving. I, I must say that mine went really well. I had a nice time. Thank you. And the family was here, except for my mother, who's very ill. And there were no contratops because there were no chimpanzees in my house. Everybody knows we're screwed. Uh, so we didn't get into anything, uh, any political conversation because we pretty much agree on, on everything. So it was nothing to argue about. It was really nice. I, I always enjoy my Thanksgivings with my family. Though I, I should point out that there is one Trump supporter in my family, and that is my mother, who is uh, suffering from Alzheimer's, sundowners, uh, you name it. It's all happening to her. And uh, sadly, she is a Trump supporter, and that makes sense. It makes sense. Because you have to be in that state uh, to actually uh, support that uh, fat slob. I should say that bum, because uh, he's really upset about those... uh, financial statements. Ooh, he must be broke. Just remember, with all the billionaires running in the uh, Democratic side, (laughs) should you ever run into a billionaire anywhere, and I promise you, I will do this. If if, if within my Democratic circles, I bump into one of these candidates, these billionaire candidates, be it Bloomberg, be it Steyer, be it uh, Yangy Wangy, here's what you do. Ask him to break a 20. That's what I would do. Absolutely. Mr. Steyer, is it true you're a billionaire? Oh, yes. Can you break a 20? Because other than that, what good are you? What good are these people? I am sick and goddamn tired of billionaires. It's like uh, if there was an uh, Amazon depart- <laughs> online. You go shopping on Amazon and you search category... Uh, President of the United States, and up comes all the, uh, you can get 50% off at uh, $1 billion. You can buy the presidency of the United States. I mean, that's what it's come down to. You got the money, buy the office. Hey, you don't even have to practice. Don't have to run for office. Don't have to have any experience. You could just be some rich slob and buy the office yourself. And like I said a few shows ago, if these billionaires are so serious about this and they're Vanity is so wild and out of sight. Maybe they should just uh, buy the uh, set of the Oval Office and have it installed in their home or have one of their rooms remodeled as the Oval Office. There, you're the president. Now leave us the hell alone, please. Goddamn billionaires. How can we screw this up? That's what they're saying. How can we? Okay, we have a Democratic primary. How can we screw this up so badly? How can we really ruin everything for for everybody in a Democratic Party? Well, let's. Uh, I, I think I'll get up one day and become and run for president. Isn't that right, Bloomberg? Get back in your uh, shoebox where you live. He's a short little toad. Bloomberg is short little toad who's uh, all about good health, and uh, he'll tell you what to drink. He'll tell you what to smoke and not smoke. And look at that. He's a real he-man. Another one. Like Trump in his beautiful chest. <laughs> and the Trumpers are out there. Yeah, he has a beautiful chest. Yep. Oh. You ever hear them call a talk show? I'm going to get to Biden in a minute. But <laughs> Did you ever hear them call talk shows? It's no, 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 no. Or 
I tell you what, I tell you what. Or, you don't know, but you're stupid, you're an idiot, you don't know, but you're stupid. And they talk over whoever the host is. There was a uh, talk show host out in Las Vegas at KDWN, Doug Basham, an erstwhile talk show host worth listening to. I highly recommend him. Uh, Go to uh, BashamRadio.com. Check him out. He has a good show every week. Even better than mine, I might say. Uh, And he got called out for saying the Trump supporters are like pigs in a blanket. I just said that here. No one's going to come after me for that. But they came after him for that. It's a very, very right-wing market, Las Vegas. Not quite as right-wing, because we got uh, hate talk, but mainly sports down here. But everything, I mean, they run uh, Hannity on continuous loop out in Vegas. They run Hannity uh, so much that you could put toast in your toaster. You'll hear Sean Hannity. It's all about the message. It's all about catapulting the propaganda. And that's what they're doing. Because they have nothing to say. It's just messaging. Over and over and over and over again. Somehow he's on out there. And he said uh, Trump supporters are like pigs in a blanket. (laughs) He got in trouble for that. Oh, my gosh. Well, I'll take it a step further. In fact, a lot further in the second portion of this show. Trump supporters are not just pigs in a blanket. They're pigs, period. They're slobs. They're scumbags. They're absolute dumbass animals. They're inbred, mugwump, wall-eyed, block-footed dopes who never read a book, who never went to school or dropped out of school, uh, never served in our armed forces, but they're the first ones to tell you they've been put uh, American flags on their trucks and uh, bull balls on the tailgate. And uh, yeah, I I own a gun and I own own camo uh, uh, clothes and stuff, but they'll never go in the armed services because they're scared. They're scared. So they put on this macho veneer to placate their cowardice and they're like uh you don't like this country well god damn it leave it and i'm gonna pull my gun on you these guys if there's a world war three they're not gonna go oh no they'll stay right at home watch their little fox news turn on their am radio and their 83 ford courier pickups and uh, shake their fists and uh, fly their flags at the back of their pick-em-up truck bed uh, and uh, not actually join the armed forces. Now, that being said, (laughs) we've got our share of bad apples in the armed forces. One of them was just pardoned by Trump. He is a cold-blooded murderer. And we have this thing called the Code of Military Justice. And that's a very important thing to have, and here's why. Because... There is a fine line between killing others in the theater of war or just killing people or just murder, which is pretty much with this Eric Prince uh, with the uh, Blackwater. That's all they are. They're just murderers. These guys that he hires for a lot of money, it's just uh, the Assassin's Club. These guys were drummed out of the service, sectioned out of the brig or whatever it is, and they're just bloodthirsty killers. And that's what this Eric Prince hires. And that's what the Blackwater, all those, and then they called it Z, now they call it something else. But it's Blackwater, no matter what Eric Prince does. Betsy DeVos's brother. It's Murder, Inc. Albert Anastasia never saw Murder, Inc. like uh, this Eric Prince guy. Oh, and that reminds me, yeah, the Irishman, going to get to that later. 
But this punk that was, uh, oh yeah, he was special forces, but he's insane. And he killed teenagers and kids and babies. Does anybody remember what? Me lie? Anybody remember Cali? The Me lie massacre? Same thing. Trump would pardon him. He just loves murderers. He loves them. I mean, Manson, uh, he died, what, two years ago now? If he was still alive in prison, Trump would have pardoned him. He just loves mass murder. Because it's something he wouldn't do himself. But he, he needs button men. And he would like uh, to have a few button men to uh, do his bidding. He even admitted that he wants this guy to campaign for him in, in exchange for his pardon. The military brass is pissed off about it. Now, I don't know how he can have the troops support this guy. Any of the troops. Knowing that you have the code of military justice. Rules you have to obey. Everybody has to do it when you're in the service. But this guy doesn't have to. You just go around blowing people's heads off without any strategy, had nothing to do with any kind of uh, strategized conflict. The guy was just killing people, kids. So yeah, pigs in a blanket, more than just that. Inbred pigs with their big fat sows in a blanket. Oh, getting it on. Yep. We're getting run now by corporations Revising our rights to suit what they like We occupy other sovereign nations Convinced that we're mighty, whitey and right Hey Blackwater Bloodthirsty bastards in a tailored Brooks Brothers Hey Blackwater, of the lawyer Mercenary killers, smugly smiling do Hey Blackwater, I the slaughter Profiting on death, turning human beings into goo White collar criminal types With your very own corporate media Telling everybody everything's alright You're making good money don't mind if it's bloody at all. Come on, get some billion blood in your hands, pledge allegiance to a pasty businessman. You gotta dig those funky businessmen, making money by making people dead. They have their license full, don't make me laugh. They're above the law of any land. If you need an old big contract to land, then Tricky Dick Cheney is your man. A bunch of corporate mother Benoit balls. Got your eye on a country to occupy? How about some all-American genocide? Private mercenary corporations are not accountable to any law in the New World Order. Let Blackwater USA spill blood for you. Blackwater's inadequately trained assassins are now available for hire to the highest bidding billionaire. Simply log onto our website and we'll whore ourselves out to murder anyone you choose. We take pride in upholding the laws that don't govern us. Our favorite trophy was our massacre in Baghdad Square, since cleared by the State Department. We're proud to say over 20 dead and one car burned so bad a mother melted into her baby. <laughs> what a mess. Leave the murder to Blackwater USA Security, making you proud to be an American. Real excellence in broadcasting.
Summer Show on the uh, <laughs> uh, network of 95.3, 96, 9, 1079 WWNN. And I keep hearing, <laughs> I keep hearing my liberal friends, uh, although that's coming into question now, who's really liberal or not. Healthcare for all? Don't be ridiculous. Uh, the current uh, discussions being had about these uh, Trump supporters, which, which are starting to be, they're such a cult, they're actually going, going to be in, in a small category. They're going to be like a small, tiny segment of uh, the United States. There's 352 million, or as uh, Trump would say, he puts a D in it. Million, million people. And there's like, there's only a couple of million of them. But they've got the megaphone. They've got the media. They've got the, the uh, AM radio. They've got the Fox News, the Breitbart, the Daily Caller, and all that. So they have that in the bag. We don't. No. But we vastly outnumber them. It's just uh, we've been silenced since the 96 Telecom Act. I'm not going to get into that. But, uh, yeah. And with uh, CNN and MSNBC inviting... All the right wingers on their shows. Uh, and what is, what is Chris Hayes doing? What what is it? Is he bringing uh, Patty Chayefsky's uh, predictions to light? Is is that what's going on? News with a live audience? Seriously, really, Chris? Uh, if you're going to do it, at least come out with do a little uh, monologue, stand up, uh, <laughs> and uh, have a band or something. I mean, if you want to be the next uh, John Stewart. Uh, you're going to have to do better than that. I mean, is it a comedy show? Is it a news show? Is it a political? What are you doing, Chris Hayes? What What does that mean? Should we ask Patty Chayaski? Oh, no, no, just watch Network, and you'll see what Chris Hayes is doing. Just waiting for the psychic hour. But the conversation is this now. Uh, we can't keep calling Trump supporters stupid. We can't keep calling them dumb. That All that'll do is piss them off. Well, here's... <laughs> Here's what I have to say about that. They're stupid and they're dumb. And I don't care, okay? That's what it is. That's what they are. They're ignoramuses. And most of all, above everything else, 
They're racist, fascist, and if they're Jewish, self-loathing if they're Jewish. Or, and then there's maybe, I think, what? A half dozen blacks in the entire country that support Donald Trump. So, yeah, they're stupid, and they are the bottom pond scum of this society. But, like I said, they got the media, and we don't. But speaking of dumb, have you seen Joe Biden's bus? The campaign bus? Oh, my God. Oi! No malarkey. No malarkey. Really, Joe? That's going to be your uh, campaign slogan? Now, this just in, uh, one of uh, Joe Biden's campaign advisors is uh, Ed Kooky Burns. Well, now, let's take it from the top and grab some wheels. We're well along to talk about some cuckoo deals. <laughs> what are they thinking? Uh, well, New Year's Eve is uh, right around the corner, I think, uh, Joe Biden's going to celebrate with his family, uh, ringing in the new year of 1961. Because <laughs> that's the kind of scene that I dig. Baby, you're the ginchiest. Uh-huh. No malarkey. <laughs> no baloney. Yeah, you're doing it, Joe. And for this, for this, among other things, Trump uh, <laughs> jeopardizes his presidency over his paranoia. Of Joe Biden. What and what is he? He's an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> huh? Ooh, ooh, Joe Biden's ahead in the polls. Ooh, get Zelensky on the phone. Yeah. <laughs> this happened with uh, Nixon uh, because uh, he was he thought the Democrats would actually win in '72, and uh, of course he won in a landslide. But he got paranoid over nothing. And uh, consequently, he uh, had to resign, and that was the end of that. But there is a, a interesting parallel, I mean, with all the comparisons being drawn between Watergate and the impeachment hearings going on now. now this has been circulating. This is interesting. It was circulating online. I nabbed the copy. It's from July 12, 1973. An article by Art Buckwalt. Not to be confused with Horst Buckholtz. No, it's Art Buckwalt. And see if you don't see a parallel with uh, what's going on right now and what happened with Nixon in 72. I'm just going to go over it a little bit. It starts out, these are difficult times for people who are defending the Nixon administration. No matter where they go, they're attracted to pseudo-liberals, McGovern lovers, George McGovern, uh, heterosexual constitutionalists, and paranoid John Dean believers. Okay, as a public service... I'm printing instant responses for loyal Nixonites when they are attacked at a party. <laughs> and I can see a lot of similarities here about the impeachment hearings. <clears throat> Number one, everyone does it. Okay. Number two, and this is, I can update this. Number two, what about Chip Aquata, Dick? Uh, we can update that too. What about Hillary's emails? Number three, a president can't keep track of everything his staff does. Number four, the press is blowing the whole thing up. Number five, whatever Nixon did was for national security. <laughs> Number six, the Democrats are sore because they lost the election. Sour grapes, you all. <laughs> See? Number seven, 
Are you going to believe a rat like John Dean or the President of the United States? Uh, a, a rat like uh, who, who? Just name it. Michael Cohen? <laughs> Number eight. Wait till all the facts come out. <laughs> huh? And in our case, they're out. Number nine. Typical Art Buckwald. Number nine. What about Chip Aquatidick? What about Hillary's emails? What about the time that Obama wore a tan suit? Number 10. If you impeach Nixon, you get Agnew. Update. If you impeach Trump, you get Pence. Number 11. The only thing wrong with Watergate is they got caught. They got caught. Yeah. Number 12. But what about, what about, what about Daniel Ellsberg stealing the Pentagon Papers? But what about the Steele dossier? Number 15. I'd rather have a crook in the White House than a fool. I'd rather pledge my loyalties to Putin. <laughs> 16. LBJ used to read FBI reports every night. Whatever that meant. But at least LBJ could read, as opposed to this guy and Bush Jr. 17. What's the big deal about finding out what your opposition is up to? <laughs> well, it's a big deal if you ask a foreign enemy. That might have something to do with it. Number 18. The president was too busy running the country to know what was going on. Oh, we've heard that one a thousand times. He's just too busy. He doesn't know. Number 19. What about Hillary's emails? Here it said Chippaquatadick. Because back then, Chippaquatadick was a big deal. 20. People who live in glass houses shouldn't throw stones. They haven't changed. The mugwump Republicans. 21. McGovern would have lost anyway. In other words, Hillary would have lost anyway. <laughs> oh, McGovern was a nice guy. War hero. 25 bombing missions over Berlin. And they successfully labeled McGovern uh, the, the, the peace dove because he was against the Vietnam War. Was he wrong? I ask you now. But he was a terrible candidate. He'd sit there and just mouth his speeches. Terrible. Nice guy, though. It's a shame. 22. Maybe the committee for re-election of the president went a little too far, but they were just a bunch of eager kids. <laughs> but they were just a bunch of eager Russians. 23. I'm not for breaking of the law, but sometimes you have to do it to save our country. <laughs> and they're saying that too. 24. Nixon made a mistake. He's only human. Update. Trump made a mistake. He's only human. Then why do you worship him like a god? 25. Do you realize what Watergate is doing to the dollar abroad? <laughs> you realize what Trump is doing to the dollar, period. Well, he's got the lowest job rating. Partially because of Obama. And the other part is that uh, Department of Labor where they uh, just uh, give you whatever number sounds good. Uh, okay, number, where, where was I? 26. Well, what about, what about, what about Harry Truman and the deep freeze scandal? <laughs> I guess even back then they were digging for material. Uh, 27. FDR did a lot more worse things. Yep. And they're referring, we're referring to past Democratic presidents. It's, it's like now, only they just replaced the name with Clinton or Obama. 28. I'm sick and tired of hearing about Watergate. And so was everybody else. That's what they're saying about the hearings. 29. 
This thing should be tried in courts and not on television. <laughs> I, for one, am grateful it's on television because now people know what it is. People who wouldn't otherwise be concerned. It's politics. It's boring. But but wait. But what uh, what happened? About thirty. When Nixon gives his explanation of what happened, there are going to be a lot of people in this country with egg in their faces. <laughs> Thirty-one. My country, right or wrong. Thirty-two. What about Hillary's emails? What about Benghazi? Actually, it's uh, what about Chippaquiddick? Dick. 33. I think the people who make all this fuss about Watergate should be shot. Yeah, they're saying that too. 34. If the Democrats had the money, they would have done the same thing. Well, but the Democrats did not do the same thing this time around. 35. I never trusted Haldeman and Ehrlichman to start with. Yes, this is when they turn on each other like they're doing now. Uh, 36. Oh, it's a two-part of 36. Part A, if the person is bigger than you. If you say one more word about Watergate, I'm leaving this house. If it's your own house and the person is bigger than you, uh, what about Chippaquadadick? <laughs> uh, what about Hillary's emails? <laughs> the late Art Buckwald. And uh, it's, it's funny to see uh, John Dean uh, mentioned in this 1972 thing. Just turn the TV on, he's there, along with Jeffrey Tubin. And, uh, yeah, uh, the Irishman, John Dean was in that. They were talking about his wife, Maureen Dean, who was like, back then was like totally smoking hot. And that, that helped. You know, when they talk about they need more razzle-dazzle in the uh, impeachment hearings as if there was supposed to be there anyway because people don't know any better. But at least in the 73 hearings, Mo Dean was there. And if you, you watch The Irishman, which I'll comment further uh, later in the show, if you watch The Irishman, there's actual footage of Maureen Dean in there. It's like, and she was like just eating up the camera. So at least they gave you something to tune into. Those who ignore the past are doomed to repeat it over and over and over again. And we are repeating it right now as we speak. The John Lennon Files. To this day, the government refuses to release them. Tonight on the History Channel, you'll find out why. Only the History Channel has uncovered never-heard-before tapes of Lennon's rehearsal sessions, recorded under the constant surveillance of the FBI. All right, John. Not quite sure. Need a bit more warming up. You don't mind? Yeah, sure. Thank you. Here's a little ditty for the FBI. But leave me bloody alone. Imagine there's no Nixon No Spiro Agnew too Imagine there's no quasars Or pulling films of Scooby-Doo Imagine there's no Hoover How much would that suck? <laughs> Aren't you in enough trouble? Didn't like that, eh? This place could be bugged right now. <laughs> Don't worry oh, about it. Here's one for the little buggers. Around the turn of the century, Republicans will get you all to agree. When the Saudis launch an attack, you'll get them back by invading Iraq. And like a pack of gullible fools, Leave all the news you hear Sergeant Schultz's country of the damned 
You want to go to jail? Right. I need that like a bloody hole in the head. Get on with the room. I'm on a roll, boys. Let's pull the little FBI buggers. Check this out, then. J. Edgar Hoover. She's about to move her in his pretty dress. Yes, sweet gal. He likes best for a date. Clyde told a poser. Puts a wig and nylons on, paints his lips with Revlon, fighting crime and drag. Busting all the fags, not his type of hoe. Mo, mo, mo. <laughs> there you are. Oh man, we're all gonna get busted <laughs> now. Just having a bit of fun. H.R. Alderman. He's your pal when things get rough. H.R. Alderman. Wants to see John Dean's wife in the bar. You're listening to the Brit Summer Show. Hey, you know who else is going into the tombs? Why, it's none other than Benny Netten. Oh. Why is it all these uh, high-level crooks? Uh, they <laughs> got goofy names. Uh, there's Netanyahu, and then there's uh, remember uh, speaking of the Watergate thing. Remember BB Rebozo. BB. That's right because. I'll refresh your memory. Nixon also had a Florida White House down here on prestigious Biscayne Bay, and it was uh, Bibi Rebozo's house, which has since been torn down, and gratefully so. Now, I watched The Irishman. It was great. I mean, if you, you've got to like mob movies. If you're into mob movies, Goodfellas, Godfather, and all this, uh, it was, <laughs> as you would expect from Scorsese, it was great. I'm not going to get into the movie because, you know, you may not have seen it yet. But uh, this much I'll say, uh, as enjoyable as it was, three and a half hours long, <clears throat> I had no problem sitting through it. Uh, I was uh, riveted to it. It was great. The one thing I couldn't get away from is they, they, they CGI'd De Niro's face to be a younger man. Uh, they used the footage from Goodfellas, when he was Jimmy the Gent. Uh, and, and they somehow CGI'd his face to make it look slightly younger. He, he looked maybe about 10 years younger. They really should have cast a younger actor to play the younger version of De Niro in the 50s and 60s. And then they could have just went to De Niro. But no, they, they decided to CGI it. And the problem was this. It wasn't that, first of all, his face went back maybe 10 years, not 60. They went back 60 years, the early 50s is when the movie starts. And his face was CGI'd back maybe about, I don't know, to 55 or something. It's supposed to be about from a young man to, to his death when he's very, very old. But okay, they did that. They did it to Pesci too. And that really didn't work out too good. But when... He's a 76-year-old man, and you've seen De Niro now. He moves arthritically. He's, he's old. I don't know what he's, why he's in such bad shape, but he can barely move. He can hardly walk. And no matter how much CGI they used in the movie, you can't get past the fact that if he's supposed to be a 20-something hitman, why is he moving like he has uh, arthritis? Uh, that was the only problem. Real everything else in the movie was just fantastic. Well, Scorsese could use a little bit more in the score. Yeah, not the best picks, but it was great. It's really worth the watch. I just had a hard time getting past that and why they didn't cast a younger guy to play him in his twenties or thirties. 
it would have been a lot cheaper to hire an actor to actually do that. And there's actors out there who resemble him when he was young, <clears throat> like in Godfather 2, when he was running along the roofs and uh, doing it was wiry and young. It, it, they couldn't CGI him back that far. Uh, well, you'll see what I mean when you watch the movie. It, it's good. It's really a great movie. But if they're going to CGI elderly actors, they're going to have to, it, really, that, I hope a lesson was learned. Cast somebody who, and they've always done it. I mean, if they're going to play someone as a child, as a teenager, they cast somebody else. CGI don't go back that far. Uh, there was a movie, I think it was Ant-Man, where uh, Michael Douglas was uh, CGI'd back to a younger person, but <laughs> they, they CGI'd him back to a man in his maybe his 40s. So that wasn't so hard. He was playing, a, uh, De Niro was supposed to be playing a 20-something guy. Uh, anyway, you'll see what I'm talking about. And I, I'm not screwing the story up by telling you that. It's just, that bugged me. But everything else about it, great. It, it's a very enjoyable watch. And uh, check it out over the weekend or whenever it is, if you haven't watched it already. I'm going to watch it again. It was that good. I, I, now that I know, I'll, I'll understand that Frank Sheeran w was... Uh, <laughs> Uh, a 20-something uh, hitman with uh, chronic arthritis. <laughs> yeah. Somebody wrote on uh, Facebook that when uh, he was throwing a gun into the water, it's like there, he was expecting a hand to come out and destabilize it. So but uh, pay no attention to me. Just just watch the movie and decide for yourself. I, I, it just had to be said. So much for my film review on the Brit Summer Show. Jimmy's laying there in Jersey Town Where he's watching all the Giants touchdowns Cause they stuck him beneath the football field Under the grass, such a bum deal No one's seen his face in 75 Everybody knew he wasn't alive But there's no way that we could have known Hoffle was sacked in the end zone Now Jimmy's laying there in Jersey Town And although he never really was found It's the kind of stuff that sells magazines Thanks to everybody for tuning in on the ground on my terrestrial side I hope you will continue listening to where the fun stuff begins in part two or part doo-doo. Yeah, you can say doo-doo, but don't say pigs in a blanket on the air. Ajit Pai will get very upset. No, that's right. I'm, I don't worry about Ajit Pai. He's not paying attention to anything except the checks that are pouring in from telecom. And that's why you get sales marketing calls on your cell phone all day. So that wraps it up, and I'll see you all again here next week on Sound of my heart
my bad gas was the start of my glorious fight. You remember the meeting we had? I think the clams were bad. You know, whenever I get this kind of gas, someone should light up a match. Well, was the sound of my fart the aroma will barge up your nose with my fart Listen to me baby Spread my legs and bend over to spread my cheeks And when I turn around I have always found That it smells okay to me yeah. Well, what's the sound of my fart? The burning in my heart Blew out my ass in a Fart sounds all the time. You get it right here on the Brit Summer Show, Skyhawk Radio, FYINation.com, SoFloRadio.com, TheBritSummerShow.com. Oh, yes. And uh, let's see, TuneIn, Stitcher, Patreon, and a, a whole assorted, a sundry. Oh, I, I left out uh, Google played with this. And <laughs> this portion, uh, in fact, both portions of the Brit Summer Show have been brought to you by Ernie. <laughs> And along with his generous contributions, I welcome more uh, because it keeps this show going. This is a listener-supported show, and uh, I thank everybody who has contributed. But I would say Ernie has uh, underwritten this show. Uh, so even if you don't have the money, you can't afford to contribute. And I know that pretty much every podcast is on their knees begging for money. Uh, the best I can hope for. And I truly appreciate it anyway, is if you just uh, throw my link around out there, uh, just uh, promote it. It's free. And uh, the audience is growing exponentially on a weekly basis. I think on the next show, I'm, I don't know if I'm going to have time on this show, but I'm going to go through my GoDaddy stats. I'm going to share these with you because they're actually hilarious. Every time I look at it, I'm stunned. <laughs> really? But I want to tell you, this is a kind of a local story, although it's not, because it's about a road uh, that runs from, I think, from here in prestigious South Florida, all the way up to, uh, I think it goes up to Michigan, or it used to, and uh, it's called Dixie Highway. Now, I'm guessing that when it was called Dixie Highway, it was back in the horse-drawn carriage days or the Model T days when a two-lane road could be considered a highway. This thing's anything but a highway. But they called it Dixie Highway uh, back in 1805. I don't know. I mean, I could really look it up, <clears throat> but it's not important enough for me to bother. But I, this much I can say is that uh, it's been here since, I think... Before State Road 7. See, 
Back in the 50s, before the highway system was uh, really created, the real highways, with more than two lanes, although I must, uh, in fairness, say that the Dixie Highway of today is four lanes. Even It's far from a highway. It's just a shitty little road that runs along the railroad tracks. However, back in the day, before the Eisenhower era 50s brought the highway system to Florida, there was only a few ways to get here. On the West Coast, it was Highway 41. On the uh, East Coast, it was US-1, or AKA Dixie Highway, it merges and unmerges, or State Road 7. That's it. That's all. And our Canadian friends, when they visit, they still don't take the highways that are turnpikes. They take those roads because it's toll-free. I don't care how many lights there are, it's toll-free. Dixie Highway goes back to, like I said, 1900-fucking-20-o-fucking-3 or something. And it's anything but a highway. It, it's just some dumpy road that runs along the railroad tracks. And that's it. I don't know why they called it a highway. Maybe back then, because people were smaller. I, I don't know. Well, the reason I'm bringing that up is because there's a movement on down here. Uh, with all the news, at the pace it goes, it's hard to keep track. But uh, if you'll recall the controversy, in fact, the Charleston uh, race murder that uh, Trump uh, endorsed and uh, congratulated those who uh, killed the, the, the one woman who happened to have been white, but uh, the racist rally that they had in Charleston, that started because of the uh, they were taking the Civil War statues down. Now, and I said this back then, I'm a big proponent of history being preserved and history being taught so that we know what mistakes not to make in the future. Uh, but the uh, millennial generation forward, they just want to erase everything. Now, I agree that they should take down these statues to, essentially, slave owners and murderers that were up there uh, on their horses. And they took a lot of them down fine. But I insist that they're put in a place where they can be learned. We have to know about these criminals because uh, you can't erase history. It, it, it's dangerous to do so. And we have to be reminded. For the same reason they keep Auschwitz as a museum. And that Nazi bread bakery. They keep them there. It's for a reason. They don't tear them down. They don't build condos or uh, abandoned malls like they do here. They're putting up more malls to be abandoned. The empty malls that you'll see on uh, Mysteries of the Abandoned someday. Let's build another abandoned mall. Uh, (laughs) It's so fucking insane. I I think they're they're pre-abandoning the malls before they even build them. But they should put them in museums. They should preserve that history so it can be taught and learned from. And uh, it's the same thing with uh, what they're doing, what they do in Germany. They don't tear them down. They keep them there as a statement to be made that this should not happen again. Now, that being said, there are these groups that want to take it a step further. And to an extent, they already have. There is a town down here called Hollywood, the city of Hollywood. Uh, the real one, actually, it was there before Hollywood, California. Uh, this Hollywood, all the streets in this Hollywood uh, were named after all the presidents of the United States. And some of them, <laughs> the slaveholder ones, well, let's just say they took the names down recently. 
And now all those people had to change their driver's license address, all their, they had to go to the post office, all their addresses changed. Pain in the ass. And then this came up with the Dixie Highway. They want to change the name. They didn't say what to. I, I guess that hasn't been decided on yet. But <laughs> Dixie Highway must come down. And the reason they, they say that is because it's related to the old South uh, slave days. Well, I guess in the north part of the state it wouldn't matter. But if you ask me, <laughs> it's a wasted effort because nobody pays attention to that road. It's just there. I mean, it doesn't symbolize anything. It's just some road and a crappy one at that. It's zoned for commercial. It's got like uh, repair shops, warehouses, stores, nothing special. And in great swatches of it, there's nothing. It's an unremarkable road. And they want to ta- <laughs> they want to take the Dixie Highway signs down and name it something else. Well, I hate to keep bringing it up, but for some reason, Journey... <laughs> keeps coming up on this show i don't know why i'm not a big journey fan <laughs> but uh jonathan kane paula white is uh trump's spiritual advisor I already went through this she's that uh mrs pissy inbred that uh, one of one of the pretty ones who's a little money whore and was dating uh benny hen <laughs> and she dumped benny hen uh, for jonathan kane former keyboardist for Journey. And much to, I'm sure, uh, Steve Perry's chagrin, this song will no longer be valid. We're going to do a brand new song about a highway that runs from Detroit all the way down to Florida. (laughs) The Dixie Highway! Not anymore.
the Brit Summer Show, Dixie Highway, soon to be gone, Dixie Highway, and uh, probably the only song that glamorized it way more than it deserves. I can imagine, well, because down here, you know, that got a lot of airplay down here on the FM stations, back when we had FM stations, back before the Russians bought our rock FM stations and turned them into Hungarian melodies. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, if Neil, if Neil came back to life, he would say, I used to just make this stuff up. It's actually happening. Yeah. So, how's Kamala Harris doing? You won't see him no more. Her no more. Okay. Now we need the billionaires to, to go. Please. All you fucking goddamn billionaires. Get the hell off. Get out of our primaries. Michael Bloomberg. How can I fuck things up? I think I'll run for president. Tom Steyer. You're just away. Nobody's buying it. You know, all of these, uh, and even yin and the yang, they're getting like uh, ones and twos and threes and ones and twos. They're, they're, they're flat. It doesn't matter. They just keep writing more checks. They just, it's a vanity campaign for these assholes. I'm really fucking fed up with them. And I'm not the only Democrat. DNC is going to have to get get out of the how can we fuck things up meetings and start to straightening things out because nobody wants these goddamn billionaires unless you're, uh, you know, a glamour hag. Oh, it's marvelous. They're so rich. Ooh, they're so rich. I want them to be my president. Yeah. It's not like the other candidates are paupers either. They're not billionaires. Enough with the fucking billionaires. Somebody get rid of them. DNC, tell them no, you can't run. Stop wasting our time. We're running out of time. I'm getting a little tired of that crap, I can tell you right now. It's Poker Brittany, truth on the airwaves. She's got the best in radio for you. Brit Summer Show. That's the show you've been listening to on FYINation.com, SkyhawkRadio.com, SoFloRadio.com, Google Play with this, and uh, TuneIn, Stitcher, Patreon, all, all of the above. All of these things. Yes. Thanks for tuning the thing in. And I'll be here next week to dazzle you with a bunch of uh, Hubbard and Dre. And that's the way I see the world from here. Until next time, this is Brit Summers saying, Don't mess with me. You'll find the fun. Radiates around. The Brit Summer Show.